Dear Lord. Dear Lord, it's it's approaching fast. We are six days away from Pride Month. Joe, what's going on? Nothing much, man. Same old, same old. Still got the collar on. I actually I took it off to sleep last night. It was a little more comfortable. But I just have the, the stiffest neck you could ever imagine. Oh. So. Well, I hope it uh, loosens up for you over the next couple of days. So you have to wear the neck brace over Memorial Day weekend? Yeah. I mean, the, the neck brace is hilarious because no matter what you do when you wear a neck brace, it's just, it's funny. I mean, like, like my neighbors, talking to my neighbors in neck brace, hey, what happened? They used to say like things like, ah, oh, not just a little bit of domestic violence. And you just make jokes <laughs> like that. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I did not realize that I've never been in one, how miserable being in a neck brace is. It, it's worse than anything I've ever been in. And I've worn this thing nonstop for like 10 days almost. It's terrible. So you, you physically cannot turn your head to either side. No, I can now. The first couple of days, I couldn't or it would hurt. Now, like, I, I could I could look in my back seat or something if I were, like, dry. It, I just can't turn really fast. But I could turn a little bit now. Yeah. All right. Well, happy Memorial Day weekend. Unofficial slash uh, official start to summer. We, uh, we remember everyone who gave their life for freedom for this country. So that's what this weekend is all about. We also have the series finale of Succession. Joe, I know you don't watch the show, but a lot of our listeners do. And one of the great shows of HBO in HBO history. Coming to an end. And that's saying something. HBO has a lot of good shows. Lots of good shows on HBO. Yeah. yeah. I was getting a phone call. All right. Um, Let's begin. This was a... I'm fired up for this episode, Joe. This week, we saw the culture wars level up, you could say. Level up to different levels that we haven't seen before by corporations like... And we're going to get into it. North Face, Target... It's like these people, the Los Angeles Dodgers, it's like these people keep shooting themselves in the foot time and time again. So we're, we got to get into this. And, but first, before we do that, the major news story of the week was something we saw Wednesday night go down. I know I was texting you. I, I actually missed the first 30 minutes of the debacle that was Ron DeSantis's president um, presidential campaign announcement uh, that, that he is um, that he is running for president. And I was doing so I got sidetracked. I get on the Twitter space at six 30 and I see like all these different, like different, like ended closed spaces that must've been, I'm like, what the heck? So I close. So I click on. I was unaware of everything that happened in the first thirty minutes of this announcement. So, Joe, tell our audience uh, if they weren't listening, what what exactly happened with this? Well, there was no there was no video and there was no audio. It was just like a weird audio noise, which is weird because I don't know. You you had you had like three four hundred people, hundred thousand people listening at that point. So. It couldn't be like an issue with the servers or, or anything like that. 
but it was just a giant, a giant flop. I mean, he went out there to announce that, that he was running for president and long behold, it took 30 minutes to actually get the announcement. And he did it on Twitter spaces. And that would have been great during like, I don't know, 2021, 2020, like COVID and stuff. That would have been great. But why not just do it in a packed stadium or a packed arena or somewhere packed in Florida? Can you imagine what that would have got you? Instead, you do it on Twitter spaces and it's kind of, not kind of, it, it is a fail. I mean, there was no audio for 30 minutes. You got delayed by 30 minutes or something. There was no audio at all. It was just screeching, annoying noises. Unacceptable for a presidential announcement. If you're going to be a serious candidate, this is something I would expect from like Biden or, or anyone on the left, honestly, but not from, from Ron DeSantis. I mean, if you, come on, talk about a letdown if you were really behind this guy, which I'm not. I'm not voting for him in the primary. Not that I even can in the primary anyway, but not voting for him in the primary, so... Right. Well, yeah, this this caught, I think, a lot of people off guard the way he went about this announcement. Like you said, you could have had it in a stadium in Florida, uh, in a in somewhere anywhere in Florida where you would have drawn tens of thousands of people. You could have live streamed the event on Rumble or YouTube, but I think Rumble would have been appropriate. But he chose to do this announcement on Twitter spaces where you have like 200, 230,000 people listening, I think at its peak. And the weird part was that he read from some script and then people were thanking the host of Twitter, the Twitter space, I forget the guy's name, and Elon Musk. And it was like the conversation was never really revolving around Ron DeSantis or what he was planning to do. It was just weird. And I'm not saying that because I'm, I, I, I like Ron DeSantis. I know you have a different opinion of him. But this, was, this whole thing was just bizarre. And the Trump campaign had a field day with this gaffe, this blunder. They were putting out content on Truth Social immediately after this thing was over, just crushing DeSantis. And I think that's why, Joe, that the Trump campaign crushes DeSantis is because they see him as a threat. They see him as a threat. And, you know, I think this is probably, you know, I think it's good. It's a healthy debate. It's going to be a war, though, the GOP primary. You know, you have Tim Scott jumping in. Uh, There's rumors of Glenn Youngkin possibly getting into the race. So I don't know, Joe, what do you think about? DeSantis and his campaign. I mean, this is obviously not the start you want, but I mean, you're talking months and at least over a year to go when we really get into the thick of things. So is this really a big, a big deal or no? Listen, everything's a big deal because this is, this is the, I don't think people understand the magnitude of this presidential election, what it means. I mean, we say that every four years, I feel like, but come on. Look, look what's happened over the past two and a half years. Number two, look on okay each side of the team. So you have the Democrats who are probably going to run Joe Biden, Robert Kennedy. Um, I forget that woman's name. Marianne Williamson. Yeah. And then I'm sure you're going to have either Michelle Obama or Hillary Clinton. One of them is going to run. Guaranteed one of them is going to run. Mark it down. Um, on the other side, you have big name players that like Ron DeSantis. Say whatever you want about Glenn Youngkin. I don't necessarily i'm not a big fan of the guy i think he might be a rhino but 
He's he's not a bad candidate. I don't think he's running for president yet, but he's not a bad candidate. You got Tim Scott, who isn't isn't a bad candidate. Donald Trump, former president, did did a great job. I don't care what anyone said. We could sit here and argue that at, at a later time. But it's almost like it's unbalanced. But in my opinion, I just I see who's backing DeSantis, and I can't get behind him. I can't get behind the Bushes, Jeb Bush, stuff like that. And what is his campaign? manager's name christina oh i'm trying to find his campaign website right now and i honestly can't pull it up like there's i'm like doing a google search and it's not coming up it's one of his top a's it's not his campaign manager but her name's christine christina or christine pushaw i think and she's she's a big <clears> fan <throat> of the, the sending the money to ukraine i mean i i like what she had to say about covid i like what ron DeSantis had to say about covid and and, and gender whatever but and I like the war with Disney, whatever. I like what he did standing up to Disney. But I just don't think he's a, a real good candidate. you got to remember, this guy almost lost to Andrew Gilliam, a guy that was – the only reason he probably won was because Gilliam was found passed out with a crack pipe and alcohol naked right before the election. <laughs> Let's look at these numbers, though. So this is the peak audience numbers for live streams on Twitter. Now, DeSantis, is, it says 300K, but I thought it was closer to 500K. I could be wrong. AOC plays a video game on Twitch. I believe that was in 2020. That got 430,000. Drake playing Fortnite, 628,000. Cristiano Ronaldo accidentally recording himself in a sauna got over 700,000 views. BuzzFeed making a watermelon explode, 807,000. And if you remember this, April the Giraffe giving birth, 1.2 million. I don't know if that says more about our society or DeSantis's chance at the presidency but it says something well i i feel like twitter spaces is something that's not common honestly i i've I'd never heard of it before, prior to wednesday i i didn't know i didn't I, like i'm never on twitter spaces i don't know like who goes on there or like what 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 the point of it is it was just an odd way to go about it that's all um I think he, you know, he could have gone about it a much better way. Like we said, Rumble, YouTube, um, some sort of live stream somewhere, um, somewhere in Florida. I, I don't, I can't find Ron DeSantis' website. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find it. Is it rondesantis.com? Looks it, like. I mean, we, we, you should know it. It should be catchy. It should be, I can still tell you Joe Biden. It's Joe 33030. 30330. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it should be something snappy, like. Um, so yeah, this must be rondesantis.com. I mean, it's not, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot on here right now in terms of policy and ideas and things like that. Um, but regardless, I don't think this is that big of a deal because I think in another month, everyone's going to forget about this and, you know, his campaign's going to pick up some steam here. I think he will be a serious challenger to Donald Trump. It's, it's just, I got to take my watch off. Siri keeps thinking we're talking to her, but I just think Joe that Trump is in for a fight with this. Do the Trump people just say, let's just play hypothetical twins, Joe, do the Trump people back DeSantis? And if Trump comes out the nominee, will the DeSantis people back Trump? What are your, what are your thoughts on, on those two? The writing's already on the wall. DeSantis came out and said he would pardon Trump for everything. Why he said that, I don't know. He also said he would pardon all the January 6th people. So those are, Ron DeSantis is running on pardoning Trump. 
for everything. Not that he, I don't think he needs partner or anything. But what does that tell you is going to happen? They're going to throw something out. We told you on this podcast, there's going to be more indictments coming. We told you that months ago. There's going to be more coming. What's going to happen is they're hoping that Donald Trump gets bogged down in lawsuits and has to drop out of the race. Or so many people just venture away that DeSantis wins and he's forced to run third party, which I think he'll do. I think he'll run third party before he's cheated out. And he said that in 2016. I think he doesn't even need to say it again in 2024. Um, But the writing's already on the wall for Trump to have to drop out because of litigation or something like that. And it, oh, it doesn't matter. DeSantis said he was going to pardon him anyway. We'll just vote for DeSantis. That's already set up that way. Well, I, I think I think he just assumes that he's going to be found guilty of something. You know, I, I don't know. But, but we see these cases and they're, they're total jokes. Right. It doesn't matter if they're total jokes or not. That's the point. They're going after Trump. This I just saw something. There's going to be some there's gonna, no, there's gonna be some mudslinging because when it comes to COVID, look, DeSantis, DeSantis was great, great for COVID and for all the after after the election, after the 2020 election, when 2021 hit, he was great for COVID. Okay, I'm not saying he wasn't, but before that, let's not forget he shut down for. There's people saying, hey, Ron DeSantis shut down my bar. This is gonna be a war of just remember when, but they're gonna attack Trump for for hiring Dr. Fauci. I mean, I think Ron DeSantis even said in his in his announcement about he did a great job for three years and then he let Dr. Fauci have control. Well, just remember, what would have happened if, number one, if Trump didn't shut down the country, how would the media have covered that? I mean, they would have they would have blamed him for every death for not shutting down. And also, I think he helped in the end after two years. It's pretty obvious he helped expose Dr. Fauci. Who we're going to go all the way back to the AIDS epidemic with him. But you would never know who Dr. Fauci was if it wasn't for Donald Trump and coronavirus. Remember that. And now you see who he is. A little sleazy worm that Lord knows playing with viruses and unleashed this pandemic on him. You would have never known without Donald Trump. Well, Joe, we actually have the answer to your question. Well, how would the media have reacted if Donald Trump didn't shut down the country? Because they would have blamed him for every death. Well, Joe, that actually happened in Florida, if you don't if you recall. Um, remember they were calling Ron DeSantis Death Santis? Yes, because you're right. they refused to shut down Florida. So Ron DeSantis has a strong case to be president. I mean, honestly, this might be a Hillary Obama uh, two thousand eight type of race where Who's more electable? I'm just saying. This is the, these are the things you have to think about. Is Trump someone we probably want to see in the White House again? Is he more electable than Ron DeSantis? Or is Ron DeSantis more electable than Donald Trump? I, I guess we're going to find out. I know he raised a lot of money in the first 24 hours after his announcement. But the money before that, where did the money before that come from? Who did it come from and what are they asking for? That's politics. That's what we need to get away from. And say what you want about Donald Trump. At least you were in the room with the negotiations with him. He literally tweeted out what he was thinking, what he was doing as president, as the leader of our country. He put us in the room with the people. So no one's ever done that before. So yes, think whatever you want. I mean, there is a chance that DeSantis could could run on, you know, look, I want to make the United States how I made Florida. 
You know, would that be a bad thing? I don't know. Uh, but there's other there's other things at play here as well. You know, we got to get out of we got to end the Ukraine war. I mean, there's just so much at stake in 2024 um, that uh, you know. Just let's just hope it's one of these two guys. I, I would take DeSantis. Let's put it that way, because we cannot afford four more years of cackling Camelot and Sleepy Joe. So, all right, uh, let's move on to Target, Joe. Oh, man, what? This was, this came out this week. And in Target stores across the country, uh, as we know, we've been saying, Pride Month is upon us. And it's not good enough to just be gay anymore. You have to be trans. You have to be a child trans, a child. That's the new face of pride. What we saw this week was extremely disturbing. Uh, I was watching Benny Johnson on Instagram last night. He was in his Target store in Florida. Right in the front of the store, when you walk in, smacks you right in the face, a, a pride display with LGBTQ pride colored clothing on children mannequins. And the big thing that came out, as we saw it making the rounds on social media, that bathing suits and other children's clothing and adult clothing were considered tuck-friendly. So that if you are a biological male, but you identify as a female, and you're wearing a female bathing suit, you could tuck your, your penis into the, a certain spot in the bathing suit. <laughs> this is honestly disturbing in so many ways and not the whole pride clothing display. It's the fact that they are targeting children. That's what makes this unacceptable completely. And they're targeting adults, target adults. And they're Satanists too. Yes. My wife even told me that she was like, well, do you know, do you also know what else the person is? I'm like, no, what? what? She's, she's a Satanist. Yeah. A Satanist, a, a clothing Line designed by a Satan worshiper. I mean, we're not making this up. This is completely 100% factual. Target just pulled, I don't know how many stores or where, but I saw that they pulled most of the clothing that was designed by this Satan graphic designer, whatever you want to call it. Why, why'd they pull I mean, it? Why, why'd they pull it? Oh, we can look at their um, stock price, Joe. Um, in the last five days, this is the last five days, their stock peaked at like $153 around there, $152 and change. And now it's down to $139.16. So just in a matter of about four days, since Tuesday, it's not, you know, it's down almost $13 a share. In the last month, it's down even more than that. It's down around, if we go beyond five days, it was up above 160. It's not 139. So it's down over $20 a share. You know how much money that is in market cap that's been wiped off of, off of Target? And before we talk, you know, continue talking about Target, while we're talking about stock prices, Joe, let's look at Bud, Anheuser-Busch. They topped out at around, this is the one-month chart, $66. 
Now we're down to about 57. So these companies are taking a hit. But back to Target, why did they pull it? I mean, obviously it's because, in my opinion, it's because they're getting hate from conservative voices. We are the majority out there. I mean, you are, you, are, you are really catering to a very, very small percentage of the population with this whole children, trans children, pride children display. It's, it's mind-boggling. These people are sick, but you got to remember, they are just dirty, dirty liars as well. Because at first, you know what they try to blame? The first thing that I heard is they were trying to blame that it was violence coming into the stores. People were coming in and being violent and attacking, not attacking, but just for, for lack of a better term, raising hell at the sight of these mannequins, mammakins, whatever the hell you want to call them. But yep. you know what, Mark? You can't buy them online either. So why did they take them off online? Why did Target take them off online? Why not just take them out of the stores and have them buy them online? Yeah. I don't know. Be- because they, they realize no one's going to shop here. We have to get this shit completely out of our store. We cannot t- we cannot do this anymore. But you know what? They're, you know who they're going to piss off now? The LGBTQ plus. They put themselves in a total vice here. Right. Right. But it, it's mind-boggling because we're the we're like the ninety nine point nine 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 percent. I mean, I guess you have these these super ultra liberals that have a serious case of brain worms that are for this. And a lot of people are probably indifferent. But those people that, that were indifferent are becoming less indifferent every day. Yeah. You, but you see the backlash that happens from people. And some people on the left have the balls to decry this backlash from the conservative side saying that this is part of just a, a broader cultural shift and that um, they're just delaying the inevitable, that this is something that's happening in our society that's going to happen regardless of whether the conservatives um, stand up for it or not. And I was like, what? No one asked for this. No one asked for this at all. This is way different. They were comparing it to the civil rights movement of the, of the 1960s and things like that. And I'm like, no, it's not even remotely close to that. I mean, you're targeting children. You're targeting children in one of the nation's largest retailers. It's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. No one asked for this, Joe. This is a... This is a... Definitely, it's driven by something or someone with an agenda. This is not some organic movement. Do you agree? I don't know what the hell this is or when it started this crazy, but I feel like it was just a few years ago. It, you'd turn on Fox News, CNN, and you get a couple different opinions on, on whether or not a, a, a company should have to gay, bake a cake for a gay wedding. And now we're here. Now yeah. we're here. No one asked for this. This is, this is, I, I don't even know. And it definitely hits home even probably more for us because now we, we are fathers to two very young children. And it's like, are, are, are our kids being targeted by some, uh, I don't know. It just seems very coordinated, Joe. 
on a very large level now. Because now we also see North Face get in the mix. And before them, it was Bud Light. And then Miller Light even jumped in. It's like these people are like, these, these corporations are trying to like one-up each other into who could be bigger groomers. I mean, this puts what Disney does to shame. Look, so, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the North Face ad right now. It's a minute long. I'm I'm telling our listeners, I might not be able to finish it. I mean, because I cannot throw up in the condition I am. My head might roll off my shoulders. But it's a guy very pale with a lot of makeup on. I guess that's considered eyeshadow, with a rainbow blouse, high heels, and a mustache. And I'm I'm just gonna play the video. This is this is the North Face ad. Hi, it's me, Patagonia, a real-life homosexual. And today, I'm here with the North Face. We are here to invite you to come out in nature with us. Wow, this is nice. We like to call this little tour the Summer of Pride. This tour has everything. Hiking, community, art, lesbians, lesbians making art. Last year, we gay saw shade across the nation and celebrated Pride across the nation with hundreds of you across the nation. This year, we're back, back, back again with two new stops at Atlanta, GA. Why? Because you're there. In Salt Lake City, we're coming for you. Hey, here we go. Of course. This year, all these fabulous speakers will be coming from inside this TV to a nature near you. So come outside and celebrate the beautiful LGHG TV community. I... Okay, oh, nobody goes hiking in high heels, do, do they? What was North Face thinking? I, I mean, listen, if you're an, if you are a gay lesbian adult and you want to wear this stuff, great. No, it should, maybe it should be in stores for for that community where they could display their pride openly like that. Okay, great. I will give I will give you that. But you cross the line when you try to target kids. No one in the right mind. And somehow, Joe, the left will paint it as we are the wrong ones in this argument. That we are in the wrong. Because these kids today, they should just, you know, be surrounded by this and they should make up their own mind whether they're gay or straight or or whatever gender they are, uh, at six years old. That's their mentality. That's what we're dealing with here, Joe. Gender this is a straight affirming up culture. This is a yes. This is a cultural war. We're not podcast hosts anymore, Joe. We're culture warriors. Leave the kids alone. That's all we're asking. They're not though. They're not going to leave them alone. Look, there was no. They're not leaving men alone. There was a time whenever if you dressed up like like how that dude, if you saw the video, if you dressed, you were just considered a cross-dresser, not a freaking woman. What happened where cross-dressers suddenly became women and everyone could be a woman? And now we have birthing people. Chest feeding. We have, we have children going to drag shows. Drag shows are all over Pittsburgh now. All these you just breweries have drag shows. You That's what they want. Numb. They want you to get numb to it. So that becomes a normal part of everyday life. It's insane. 
Oh, I could believe me, I'm not numb. I could feel it everywhere. I could feel it all over my body. <laughs> I mean, some of our listeners have kids that are a little bit older than ours who are right in the crosshairs of this. I mean, why you didn't hear – you heard a very large outcry against Target, right, Joe? But you didn't hear the outcry that you heard for Bud Light when Dylan Mulvaney was placed on a can. My opinion on this is because you don't have enough men that shop at Target. Women will go with it, or they might not be as vocal about it, about all of this, and they might not have the voice and the fortitude to stand up and say enough's enough. Because guys will get out there and say it. They don't care. And maybe not enough guys shop at Target for this to have an effect. But we need it. We need to we need to paint these brands like Bud Light and Target uh, and other in North Face now in the Los Angeles Dodgers as you know uh, the black sheep of brands out there in corporate America. Like, it, it has to be completely off-limits to even shop there. I, I, you know, and it, it just continues, it has to continue. We just can't let off the gas. These are, these are the things we have to do to have a material effect on these corporations so that they stop what they're doing. It's the only way this is going to stop. I'm telling you, I don't, I'm not just saying this, Conservatives are in the majority, probably by at least 10 to 20 percent in this country. I don't know. I, I just I, I don't understand. There, there was a time whenever everyone would get mad at the Middle Eastern countries for genital mutilation. And we're doing it now. Did, did the, the, the war on terror or yeah. something. I don't know. I, we're, we're, not, we're not even through this topic yet because you mentioned the Dodgers. We didn't even get to the Dodgers yet. We didn't even get to, we're not even getting. Even... This is the Dodgers is, The Dodgers is the worst one out of the three we're talking about here: North Face, Target, and then the Los Angeles Dodgers. This whole thing is is was um, brought up over. Uh, and you have that tweet there, Joe. I'll let you dive into that. Uh, this I was just saying, up- you're, no, matter, no matter what you say, though, you're not going to be able, because our listeners aren't going to be able to see the video of what's happening. And I don't even know if I should describe it because a lightning bolt could come in and strike me dead if I even describe mm-hmm. what I'm watching. But yeah. go ahead. Take, let me know when you want me to play the video. And I will. This was for Pride Night. It's happening, I think, June 16th at Dodger Stadium. All right. So we know California, guys. Uh, I think we have some listeners out in California. Uh, the predominantly, uh, well, I don't say predominantly, the number one uh, ethnic minority in California and in around Los Angeles are Hispanics, right? And what religion are most Hispanics, Joe? Catholic and Christian, okay? So the Dodgers invite this group called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. They were invited to Pride Night in I don't know who made us think about this, if it was a Catholic group, the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, just general people out there voicing their opinion against the Dodgers. The Dodgers say, all right, we messed up. 
Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, your invite is rescinded. You're no longer invited to Pride Night. All right, we messed up. Okay, great. They realized they made a mistake, and they they withdrew that invitation. All right, we're all good. We're all good. So what happens? What happens next? The Los Angeles Dodgers come out and say, "Oh, you know what? They issue an apology to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. They issue an apology to them, the same group that openly mocks." Jesus Christ getting crucified, that openly mocks uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary. I mean, this is one of the most disgraceful, absurd things I have ever seen in my life, and that's not hyperbole. The, The videos that I've seen of this group are so horrific and so distasteful and so disrespectful to the Catholic Church and to Christians, not just Catholics, Christians across this country, I can't believe that the Dodgers are actually embracing this group. So they're basically saying, you Catholics, Hispanics out there, you know what, screw you. We are going to side with the farthest of far left groups. And the Dodgers apologize to them. They didn't apologize to the Catholic groups. They didn't apologize to the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. They apologized to this group called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Are you freaking kidding me? This would never, ever happen if this was an uh, Islamic or an Islamic group, if they were mocking Islam or if they were mocking the LGBTQ community. Never happen. If they were mocking Islam, it, it it would be game over. And rightfully so. But yet, why do we tolerate anti-Christian, anti-Catholic hate in this country? Why is this allowed? We finally had uh, Bishop Barron. Uh, he was the former auxiliary bishop of the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, now the bishop in Minnesota. Speak out. He's one of the largest evangelizers of Catholic, Catholic faith in the country. Speak out of, uh, on this yesterday, the day before, and called for a boycott of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Catholic vote had this all over their Instagram. Joe, what's the tweet say? Okay, the tweet says, this is the group the Dodgers are giving Community Heroes Awards to. Community Hero Awards. The Sisters of Professional Indulgence, they actually have a Twitter handle, I didn't even know that, are an anti-Christian hate group and an adult sex act. I didn't know they were actually an adult sex act. Lots of baseball players follow me. Are any of you going to speak up where you... Or will you allow Jesus to be spit on by the Major League Baseball? If this was a group that was anti-Semitic or racist, then media and players would be asking questions and making statements. This may sound harsh, but in, but really, it's not harsh enough. Are you also cowardly? You won't stand up for Jesus. Are you men or drones? Do you believe in your God or not? Do you fear the woke culture that much? Man up! Don't be cowards. Speak up for Christians. Speak up for the majority of your fans. If you do, you'll be celebrated. I, I, I'm watching this video in the background of the guy just spinning around on the cross like it's a like it's a stripper pole, and it's it's just distracting me. I'm sorry. If if you do, you'll be celebrated, and you'll be doing the right thing. Take a stand. The rest of you, tag your favorite baseball players and ask them to take a stand. I'm not even going to describe the video, but it, it, someone portraying Jesus is on the cross, not nailed, just roped on the cross, and I don't know if it's a nun with the face paint giving him a lap dance or something yes basically that's what it is that's what it is 
Oh my gosh, Joe. I don't know this what to one, say. This is where we're at. This is where we're at, Joe. I just don't understand why anti-Catholic bigotry and hate is tolerated. But yet, if this was a, a anti-Semitic, anti-Islam, or anti-LGBTQ, this would never be allowed. But yet, it's the Catholics. No, forget it. I mean, we can see go, go all day how it's not fair for one side and fair for the other. You look at like if, if even if we, you would speak out, I mean, you'd be accused of doing a hate crime, up, basically. You, you can't. You can't get away with anything. You, you, they want you to just turn the other cheek because they say that's what Jesus would do. But I like to think of the Jesus that was flipping tables in the temple and beating the money exchangers. So, I, I keep saying it, Joe. I want there to be some sort of major, like, event that happens where this creates some sort of spiritual awakening on a mass global level. We'll probably never see it, but I'm holding out hope that we will see it one day while we're still here alive on planet Earth. This no, just No, we need you need Jesus to come back with the whip, like like in the temple. Yeah. That's that's the only there, there there's no coming back from this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean and yet yeah yeah you're right. And, and you know you have Catholic baseball players not how much is in Catholic. This is a Christian thing. This is this is more than Catholicism. I mean they're completely Mocking Jesus Christ. Look look what happened to the San, San Jose Sharks player that said, you know what, I'm just I can't wear the pride uniform. I'm sorry, I just I can't wear the pride uniform. He he, he basically the, the he got thrown to the lions on Twitter and social media mm -hmm. and was canceled. Yeah. I mean it's like I said, we've come so yeah. far from bake the cake. Yeah. Now and I and I don't expect the president to intervene and get involved in something like this, but again, you have a quote I'm using air quotes, Catholic president uh, who's silent. Uh, I believe Kevin McCarthy is also Catholic. He's from California. I don't. I don't know if he said anything uh, related to this yet, uh, or if he plans on it. But the silence is just deafening, Joe, from 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 everyone who has not spoken out against this. And the Dodgers, you know, and and we're going to see this, Joe, because I remember seeing this last year, Joe. Remember seeing this last year, where all of these corporations in America changed their logo to the pride colors. Remember this, Joe? And it, but in the Middle East, in the Middle East, they left their logo how it, how it, uh, how it normally is. Remember that? Yes, Remember I that do. Chart? I think yes, uh, I Jack Wasobic put it out there. Yes. Yeah, because they wouldn't dare. They wouldn't dare cross the line uh, in, in countries like Saudi Arabia and Kuwait and other countries in the Middle East, Qatar, Dubai, that don't tolerate this. Insane. Speaking but, of we'll speaking keep, of no yeah. toleration, do you do you want to move on to the next topic? Well, this is your topic. This is your topic from before. Uh, I, I told I you what happened. I, I, feel, I told oh, you yeah, what happened. We, I feel bad for this guy. You know, it, it probably is a slip of a tongue. I'm, I don't. I hope it wasn't some sort of sub, subliminal uh, Freudian slip, if you will. But yeah, go ahead. Take this one. Okay, so the Oakland A's have fired broadcast the broadcaster for mispronouncing the word Negro after visiting the after his inspirational visit to the Negro Baseball Museum. Um, this guy's been in broadcasting for for twenty years. I think his name is Glenn Cooper Kuiper. Um, fired by NBC Sports on Monday 
after uttering a racial slur during a live broadcast, in which he said it was an accidental fluke. We played the video last time. Um, Mark, I'm going to read his letter. I, I mean, you do kind of feel bad for the guy, but um, more, Monday morning I was informed by an NBC executive that after a 20-year broadcasting career with the Oakland Athletics, my contract was terminated, effective immediately. The termination was due to the unintentional use of an offensive word on the air during the May 5th pregame show. On that day, I chose to spend my personal time by educating myself and learning some more about Major League Baseball's history by going to the Negro League Museum. I spent nearly three hours there in an effort to better understand and more deeply appreciate the difficulties and social barriers African-American players endured in uh, Major League Baseball's early years. When the subject of the museum visit came up in the pregame show, I was excited and eager to share what I had done and seen that day. In my excitement, I rushed through the word Negro, resulting in my very unfortunate mispronunciation. I sincerely apologize to everyone who was hurt by this. It was a terrible but honest mispronunciation, and I take full responsibility. Please know racism is in no way part of me. It never has been, never will be. I appreciate Negro League Museum President Bob Kendrick and Oakland A's great Dave Stewart public support for me in light of this. I am an honest, caring, kind, honorable, respectful husband and father who can never utter a disparaging word about anybody. Those who know me best know this about me. I wish the Oakland A's and NBC Sports would have taken into consideration my 20-year career, my solid reputation, integrity, and character. But in this current environment, traits like integrity and character are no longer considered. I will always have a hard time understanding how one mistake in a 20-year broadcasting career is cause for termination, but I know something better is in my future. I love the game of baseball, and I love being a broadcaster, and I love the Bay Area community. I hope I will be remembered for that. Thank you to all my family, friends, and great A's fans that have shown their support. You, terrible situation. I, th I told you, I think he was trying to just say the word Negro, and then it just got all jumbled together. So Yeah. And it cost well, him his life. Well, you see here, the first, the first r response to that is, if Kipe wants to show, really show his character and integrity, he can release what was found in the investigation. His statement points to the on-air incident, but reports are it was more than that. Would love to hear him clear his name if it's clearable. Um, it says the decision was based on a variety of factors, including information uncovered in the internal review. So who knows if that's actually true or not? Do you um, remember? I don't know what I don't know what they could have found. You know, I don't know why I'm reading some of the comments. Do you, do you remember because they're saying Negro is a word? Negro is a word in Spanish. And do you remember the Argentine? I think it was Argentina baseball or, or I'm sorry, soccer team. That was saying the the word Negro. I guess it was a play they ran. It was the color they were using color, and mm -hmm. the German team found it offensive. <laughs> this is a real story. This is a real yeah. story, and they canceled the game. I think. Wow. Well, is, listen, this, this guy. Are. Yeah, this guy. I feel bad for him. my wife's cousin's married to someone on the Pirates broadcast team, so I know how hard these guys work. I mean, these guys really put in a lot of time, especially in this during the season away from their families, things like that. Um, it's just, it's just sad. You know, this guy obviously made a mistake and that's it. But you know what? He's probably better off because the A's are so terrible. They're the worst team in baseball. I'm sure that uh, hopefully he can land on his feet somewhere else and uh, get on, get on board with a little bit of a better team. But yeah, just, just a, uh, you know, again, you know, people make mistakes. It was, you know, it doesn't sound like it was very intentional. So No, it doesn't. Um, but 
Let's look. Let's take a look. Let's just stay on white supremacy for for another like minute or two. This is a headline from the Atlantic. This is a real life article. This is someone actually wrote these words down and they sent it out in both print version and online. Headline: Latinos can be white supremacists. <laughs> a mass shooting carried out by a, Span- a Hispanic suspect who authorities said had neo Nazis neo Nazi ideations caused some confusion, but it shouldn't have. By Adam Serwer. Joe, let me let me let me just cut in real quick. The Atlantic puts out the most absurd headlines and articles in, in, in quite possibly any major publication on the internet. I mean, they are so left. It's like left of left of left. Go ahead. I mean, yeah, you're almost in a complete circle because it's it's almost like a right-wing parody. You go left, 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 and then it's like, this has to be right-wing parody, like, you know, yeah, Babylon B or how the onion was. But no, this is a real, I'm not even going to read the article because it's just so asinine. We're just going to move right along to President Joe Biden. I believe this was yesterday saying the U.S. government agencies will take over a hundred bold and unprecedented actions, new actions to fight hate and anti-Semitism. So building cross community solidarity and collective action to fight hate. This strategy includes over 100 bold and unprecedented actions that government agencies are going to take to counter anti-Semitism. And that includes calls for action for Congress, state and local governments, companies, technology platforms, civil society, and faith leaders, all of them to act, act, silence is complicity. All of us must stand united to affirm that an attack on any one group of us is an attack on all of us. Okay, he never blinks. I just noticed that that time I watched it, he never blinked once. And an attack on one of us is an attack on all. So he's on Adderall, first of all, Joe, probably. Without a doubt, without a doubt. So I, yeah. I, I don't understand. Like an attack on one of us is an attack. Who's attacking who? <laughs> Are we all the same country? Wasn't his message on, I'm going to restore the soul of the nation, something, something, something. I'm going to bring the nation together. <laughs> restore the soul of the nation. Yeah. And then, he, uh, he 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 said he was going to be the what did he call himself the uh, uniter in chief. He is yeah. more divisive than any president in, in recent memory. He literally told me he told me to my face that I was facing a winter of severe death and I was going to kill my family. <laughs> he he has done nothing, literally nothing, to unite the country. He kind of, that's where you go. You keep on coming full circle. He kind of is doing so much terribly that he is uniting the country. He is uniting everyone against them. Yeah. But he's still falling at 30 some percent. Yeah. Well, that's just the, that's just the brain dead 30% of the country that they will vote for him no matter what, or Benny vote for Democrat no matter what. (laughs) I asked, uh, I asked a, uh, someone I know who's a, who's a uh, big Democrat. And I said, what do you think of uh, RFK? He said, he's a crackpot. I said, a crackpot. <laughs> he said, why should anyone pay any attention to him? I said, why should anyone pay any attention to Joe Biden? He doesn't even know what day it is. It's crazy. Uh, I mean, some of these people, Joe, I'm serious. I'm serious when I say this. They're completely brainwashed. Oh, I know. I know. Completely. I mean, don't even, can't even mention Robert Kennedy. Oh. All right, this next one's kind of wild. I hadn't seen this until you ta- uh, put it on on, on the uh, on the sheet. So, what do you got? Uh, Roger Walters. 
So that, I saw this on Michael Rappaport's Twitter. I don't know why. Uh, it, for some, I didn't follow him. It just showed up about Roger Walters dressing as an SS officer and projecting Anne Frank's name onto the stage during a gig in Germany. And, and yeah, I, I guess he is dressed like it. Has no one ever heard seen what, what is it? The wall with Pink Floyd or know anything at all about Pink Floyd or Roger Walters? Roger Walters doesn't know his father, Mark. You want to know why Roger Walters doesn't know who his father is? Well, he knows his father is, but you want to know why he's never met his father? Because his father was killed fighting in World War II against Nazis. This has to do with wow. Pink Floyd and the wall and the album. And they're turning this into the fact that now Roger Walters is an SS officer. <laughs> I, I mean, I actually, I work with a, I work with a guy. Oddly enough, his name was, his first name was Floyd. Big Pink Floyd fan. And uh, he would always talk about the, the wall. And that's how I know this. Yeah. Interesting. So, so, but why, why, why put that up on, why put that up there? I, I think I, it has to do with the, the wall. I think the wall, the guy, in the movie, the wall, the guy overdoses and he slips down to that character. It's just a character. Yeah. But, but now everything, that's what I'm saying. Everything this day is Nazi and supremacist. They'll flip anything, anything at all. They'll flip anything. They will. They will, they will flip anything. We got a hungry. We got a hungry six month old over here. Oh boy! So, do you, do, do you size up the nipples yet? Like I told you, <laughs> not yet, not yet. We're trying to, we're trying to get the bottle ready here, as we, uh, as we finish this podcast up. So we we have some new polling from our boy Robert Kahaley and the Trafalgar Group. So you see how excited she gets when she sees her bottle. She's just, she's like. <laughs> She's like John Ambrose when he sees a brisket. Oh my! <laughs> All right, so let's um, let's talk about some new polling here that we're seeing from we're seeing out there. I think there's like six new polls. I've been checking uh, Trafalgar Group quite often in the last uh, couple of weeks, um, so we could see what's going on out there. All right, and finally we get some updates. So let's go to Trafalgar here and. All right, so uh, we're going to go back to the May polling. All right, uh, this is something that uh, we've been talking about on this podcast. Do you believe Congress and President Biden should raise the U.S. debt limit? We are five days away from a literal catastrophe. 41% say yes without spending cuts. 37% say yes, but only if they cut spending. 22% say no, don't increase debt limit at all. So 59.2% say spending cuts, not at all. 40.8% say no spending cuts. So uh, that's there's some polling there regarding the, the debt ceiling. Uh, to what do you attribute Robert Kennedy Jr.'s rising support in the Democratic presidential primary? Joe? 66% of respondents said general dissatisfaction with President Biden. Mm. 66%. 21% say Kennedy's opposition to the political and corporate establishment. 9.9% say Kennedy's position on vaccines and how COVID-19 was managed. And 3% say Kennedy's opposition to U.S. intervention in foreign wars. So the overwhelming majority say the reason why Robert F. Kennedy is receiving so much support is because people are tired of Joe Biden. 
how important is it for Americans to be able to freely express their religious beliefs in news media and on social media? 76.8% of respondents said important. 23% say not important. Interesting. Uh, we'll skip the Israel poll. It's really um, too relevant to our episode today. Do you believe Christians should adjust their beliefs to fit modern morality in America, or should they hold to traditional Christian beliefs? It's a good poll. 51.8% said hold traditional beliefs. 30% say said adjust beliefs. 18% said they don't know. And finally, how important are alternative news media sources and podcasts to having a fully informed American public? Joe, this is a great question. Because we are, we would consider ourselves an alternative news media source. We are, we are an alternative podcast to mainstream media, right? Mm-hmm. 77.4% said it's important. It's important to have alternative news media sources and podcasts. 22.6% said not important. So those are just some surveys, some polls that have come out this month on the Trafalgar group. And uh, yeah, just interesting to see uh, these come out every now and then, usually once a month, uh, the polling godfather, Robert Cahaley, puts these out. So um, yeah, interesting. Very interesting. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to something that I wanted to talk about, something we don't often talk about, and that's politics here in Pittsburgh and in Allegheny County. This, Joe, I sent this to you. I said we need to talk about this. The homeless situation in Pittsburgh is uh, becoming, it's getting to a breaking point, and it's going to hit a breaking point, that breaking point here, in like the next week or two. Uh, they said homelessness, or they call them unhoused people. Um, the percentage of, of people that are unhoused or homeless is up by a lot in the last like year or two. I don't know what COVID had to do with the homeless population rising. Maybe I'm being ignorant or naive, but I truly don't know why COVID made more people homeless and uh, living on the streets. Um, for whatever reason, that's what happened. So there is a homeless shelter. Well, they, they built a homeless shelter in downtown Pittsburgh called Second Avenue Commons. And that's at capacity. So people actually have a, a place to stay if you are considered homeless. But there's another homeless shelter that a lot of people don't know about. And it's in the basement of the Smithfield United Church of Christ. And it's basically a temporary shelter during the colder months of November through March. Um, but this spring, Allegheny County's Department of Human Services said demand was so overwhelming that the shelter would remain open longer, okay? So if you're in downtown Pittsburgh during the day, most likely you are going to encounter multiple homeless people, all right? Uh, whether they're, drift, they're, they're, they're coming out of 2nd Avenue Commons, uh, they're usually around Smithfield Street there near bus stops, they're all around Market Square where there are a lot of business professionals. And these, corp- these, these corporations, Joe, want people back in the office in downtown Pittsburgh, all right? Um, so that's that's another factor in play here. People don't want to be downtown because of the violence and the homeless situation that has taken place there. But these people say that, well, if more people come downtown, then, you know, um, these things will go away. 
I don't know if that's true or not. But anyway, any at any rate, um, this is this is what's happening in Pittsburgh, and they I, I will give them credit. They are trying to work on a solution here. They don't want to scatter these people. They don't want to send these these people off into the surrounding uh, suburbs of Pittsburgh um, because then, you know, basically scattering them. Uh, these people can't access transportation, um, you know, and so on and so on and, and health care that they need. But, Joe, is Pittsburgh going to become the next San Francisco, Seattle, and Portland with progressive liberal leaders at every level of county and state government? That's my question to you. As Don, as, as Donnie Phillips used to say, if you if you let them, if you let them, <laughs> he would say that. He would say that. You know what? I, I I don't know where I was thinking about this today. I'm thinking, why are people so enamored with progressive politics? And progressive is just another word for liberal, right? I mean, it's that's they're not they're not progressive really. They're just liberal. I mean, they're they're left of left. They're not even they're not even. You know, the Democrats that we would identify with, like the Robert Kennedys of the world. But and I was thinking about this, Joe. Where where do where where do are progressive candidates and progressive policies and politics working for people? I, I'm I honestly asking. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Is there somewhere in this country where they're they are employing progressive style politics that is somewhere that's thriving? I, I, I'm asking. I don't Any know. more? You know? No, here's how it works. It's like a drug. So at first, the progressive policies and stuff, because they usually are introduced with tons of money thrown at them. It's like a drug. At first, it's great. You're like, this is great. I love this stuff. Uh, more of this, more of this. Until two, three, four, ten years down the road, when the actual policies start to really take effect. And then before you know it, your county, your city where you live, your street, it's destroyed. It's not what it was 10 years ago. But at first, it feels really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that first line of Coke, you know. You get that, you get that zing. <laughs> <laughs> zing pow. No, but, um, but uh, you know, we, we talked about Pittsburgh before in Allegheny County, and, and uh, the Democrats just nominated, elected a um, Sarah Inamorado, who is a very – uh, again, liberal, progressive um, person, um, younger, in her 30s. And she is she's the front runner for Allegheny County Executive. Lots of power in that role. Ed Ganey, another progressive, liberal uh, Democrat who was elected mayor of Pittsburgh, upended Bill Peduto last year. We have Summer Lee, who was a former state representative, now is a member of the United States House of Representatives, uh, also in Pittsburgh. And it's just amazing that everyone in the city is just in love with these progressive liberal people. And at what point do you wake up and just say, eh, you know, like maybe like you said, maybe after 10, 15 years of this, of this not working, maybe yeah, time, to, time to look at something else. But they're going to destroy Pittsburgh and Allegheny County if they aren't, if they aren't uh, you know, held you know, held in the check or, or something. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it, you just it's, it's not sustainable. We're going to end up like San Francisco or Seattle or Portland. Don't think it won't happen here. I mean, we see it happen in Chicago. 
We're seeing it happen in Washington, D.C., New York, Philadelphia. Is that what Pittsburgh is going to turn into? The suburbs, you go out into the suburbs, Joe, completely different story. Completely different story. You have more moderate Democrats and, and probably more Republicans uh, than anything else out in the suburbs. But once you get into, the, into that city, those city limits of Pittsburgh, forget it. All right. It's like an, it's like a, you know, an iron curtain of, uh, of, of progressive, we'll call it communist. You're right. So. All right. We have Joe Biden. Is he headed back, back to Rehoboth Beach this weekend? So, yeah, I titled it, Sorry, Jack, I got a Delaware beach home to get to. Um, I think he stayed Friday, but this is from Sam Stein on Twitter. I'm told Biden was planning to leave Washington for the weekend. One House Democrat expressed disbelief. Please tell me that's not true, said the lawmaker. Um, And also, um, I don't know which Democrat this is to Joe Biden. It's time to bring the president off the bench or bring somebody off the bench. No one's responding to anything. Kevin, and they're talking about Kevin McCarthy, he's consistently on message, said one house down. We have the Oval Office. I've never seen anything like it. And it's, it's true because, Mark, I don't think people understand there's a bill on the table waiting to be signed by the president. He just doesn't like it, but he isn't negotiating. I, I, we said for months, a default is good for the Democrats because they could use the media to control the narrative and they're going to crash the stock market and blame it on Republicans or something. Uh, you're right. You're right. Um, uh, that, that is definitely what's going to happen. But this is why our government has lasted 200 and some years, Joe. 200 and, what are we now? Almost 50 years? Because it's this, this is way, the way it was set up. The Republicans control the House. The Democrats control the Senate. And you have the Democrats in charge of the White House. The Republicans and the Democrats are supposed to work together to resolve this. All right. That means you have to make a compromise. All right. Not the executive branch is not a dictatorship. It's not a monarchy. They don't they, the House doesn't do what the president says that they have to do. They have to work together and, and make something happen. And it sounds like the, the Democrats aren't interested in making any sort of deal and giving the Republicans any sort of, you know, and maybe what they would say, a win. But let's keep spending more money in Ukraine. That'll do it. Let's play some, see, this is why you need our podcast. Talking about getting, like, your information from alternative media. This is why you need our podcast. So this is CNN, and someone, I don't know who the reporter is, interviewing Jamal Bowman. Let's just play the audio. I'm very frustrated. You know, I, I called on the president to revoke the 14th Amendment and mint a coin and do not negotiate with hostage takers. I mean, we don't negotiate with terrorists globally. Why are we going to negotiate with the economic terrorists here that are the Republican Party? So if I was on the microphone, I would say, so you're calling the Republican Party domestic terrorists or terrorists in general? And then I would say, speaking of terrorism and not negotiating with terrorists, yeah, you guys do. Like when you traded a man named the Merchant of Death for Brittany Griner a few months ago. Does that does everyone forget that? And like we're doing this while we're in a total fake proxy war with Russia. <laughs> and we're spending and it's a money laundering machine. And this is all the whole debt ceiling thing is about stopping the money laundering. Like this just give me a microphone in five seconds. 
with one of these people. We absolutely negotiate with terrorists. Absolutely negotiate with them. That's completely false. But Joe, these this is so frustrating. They have, as we saw that um, that video leak from John Fetterman's staffer, that they picked, they had their hand picked people in the media. We all know this. This is no secret. And they will write whatever they want them to write. So the media is going to cover this as if the Republicans are holding the nation hostage. And that'll be the end of that. They will get blamed for this entire thing. It's insane. Uh, What's next? What's next? Warheads on the move. That's correct. Now, this is coming from Alexander Lukashenko. I think I, think I got it right. Lukashenko. Um, Where are they going? I don't know. But for those of you that don't know, I believe he's the president or prime minister of Belarus. I don't know what they call their leader. Yeah, Lukashenko. Yeah. Um, of Belarus. So he says, Russia has begun moving nuclear weapons to Belarus. Um, I don't have the, I don't have the, the nuclear siren sound effect ready to go, but just imagine it playing. They're going to Belarus, but keep in mind, Joe Biden is the first one, Zelensky was the first ones to say there should be a tactical nuclear strike against Russia. So we need de-escalation. This is getting to a big, serious deal here. You know, I'm, I'm looking at that tweet and I'm looking at some of the replies. I like, I like reading the replies. And underneath that, this is not a reply, but it says here, we'll come back to that. Biden code number seven was used today. Truth is stranger than fiction. <laughs> I oh see, I see that. Gosh. It did, it did appear that he came back from his trip to Japan with more hair. So weird. So but weird. Probably, it's um, probably nothing. Yeah. But again, we've been asking this and I've been saying this. Like you said, we need de-escalation. Why isn't anyone talking about a peace deal? Why aren't, why aren't the United States leading, leading, being on the forefront of negotiating a peace deal so we can end this thing? You don't hear that. And that should like, make you think what's really going on here. What are, what are the true motives behind this war? Because normally the United States, right? We, we should be this, this, this beacon of morality and, and humanity, right? And we should be out there leading, leading the peace talks. The people stop dying. But no, we're sending F-16s to Ukraine. So, so corrupt. Why does Ukraine so need F-16s? Why does Ukraine need F-16s now if they're winning? Right. Because exactly. they're getting absolutely slaughtered in every single battle that they fight. I'm, I'm telling you, and this is not conspiracy. I, I we're gonna end up. I feel like we're gonna end up playing this clip in a later episode. But it has to. The reason why they're not the United States doesn't want a peace deal, and these Western countries, the NATO countries, don't want a peace deal. I'm telling you, they're caught, and it has to do with these biolabs. I mean, everything is is almost like connecting together. You, you feel like the the crazy guy Charlie from the meme on "It's Always Sunny in Philly." But we never heard about them biolabs that were supposed to never exist. Well, let me ask you this. Are they afraid it's going to wind up in the hands of the Russians? I'm af- what if they're like, you could, you could wargame it out so many ways. What if they're afraid the Russians have the evidence? I that, mean, that would, yeah. who, would, who would believe it, I guess, at this point? Right. But you'd have to, 
you'd have to have some serious, serious stuff to put out there. And we've, we've covered this in this podcast. Russia has tried to go to the UN with evidence of stuff of, of the United States and NATO firing weapons into Russian territory at nuclear power plants, all this stuff. And it's just getting ignored. You haven't heard it in our, our media. Ignored. Crazy. Ignored. <laughs> but let's, let's... I, I just don't know. I just don't know. You know, when they asked Donald Trump that question in that town hall, Joe, people need to stop dying with his response. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sad. It's sad. It's sad that we are in this situation. We've dug ourselves a sort of hole in that we can't agree to a spending cut because we need to keep sending more money to Ukraine. For a proxy. For a proxy. For a proxy war. All right. What do we got on Ken Paxton? Okay, so breaking, a GOP-led Texas House investigative committee that spent months looking into Attorney General Ken Paxton. If you remember Ken Paxton, he was a real 2020 election denier, said Trump won, Biden, you know, did not get 81 legitimate ballots. Um, He has recommended impeaching his fellow Republican, Ken Paxton, after years of a scandal. The Statehouse could remove him as soon as Friday, which is today. This broke last night. Now, the first thing, wow. I, I like Ken Paxton. I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not going to comment. I, I don't know what all this entails. It seems like this case has been going on for a long, long time, and it was known during the election cycle, and he still won. The voters still voted him in. And I guess they couldn't introduce some of the evidence that they wanted to, he's claiming. Mm-hmm. But uh, he could be impeached. But wouldn't it be nice if the other side of the aisle, the Democrats, would do the same standard and start impeaching some of their people, like Adam Schiff, like... Eric Swalwell, who slept with Fang Fang, a Chinese spy. I, I can go on name people, person after person after person. Wouldn't it be nice? Well, they, they did vote to what? Censure Adam Schiff? Oh, yeah. Like, how about throw him out? <laughs> I don't know why the Republicans aren't playing more hardball, Joe. That's what, that's what, like, the thing I don't understand is, like, you have Marjorie Taylor Greene introduce articles of impeachment against several people in... I don't know why, if this was, like, again, Clay always like to say, if the shoe was on the other foot, Joe, you know the Democrats wouldn't be messing around. No. They impeached Trump twice with nothing. They had nothing. With nothing. The Democrats are smart, Joe. The Democrats are smart. I will give them that. Okay. Okay. All right. So what do we got on the January 6th pipe bomber? Okay. So if you've been following this podcast, we've been talking about the January 6th stuff for a while. I, we call it Fed Surrection because we think it was all feds. Ray Epps was never arrested, never charged, anything. He goes on TV on 60 Minutes, tells his side of the story. The next day, the most vocal critic of Ray Epps, Tucker Carlson, also the most popular news host, is fired. The timing is strange to begin with. But also, we never found anything out about this pipe bomber. And this came out from D.C. Drano yesterday. GOP Representative Jim, Jim Jordan sends a letter to the FBI demanding January 6th pipe bomber update. Get this. The FBI knows the license plate of the person's car, but no arrest. Former FBI assistant director. It just doesn't add up. There's too much. This, he's quoting him. It, doesn't, it just doesn't add up. There's too much to work with to not know who this guy is. Now, this is an FBI, like we said before, whistleblower. Why Why we're just hearing that they, they've known about the license plate? Arrest this person. They've arrested grandmothers waving flags inside the Capitol. People building Lego sets. They went to Alaska to arrest somebody that wasn't even there. Arrest the pipe bomber that's on the loose that planted a pipe bomb next to the DNC headquarters that could have killed Kamala Harris on the day of the inauguration. Or um, the certification. What the hell is going on here? Is this legit? Is this... 
Does our government do nothing? These three letter agencies do false flags to blame people to keep us fighting, to keep the American people fighting with each other. Uh, I'm, that makes the most sense to me. I mean, when you think about it, you know, the fact that they, they have to keep us divided makes a ton of sense. I mean, why, 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 like you said, why wouldn't they have somebody arrested by now? It's been two years. It's been two years and they haven't arrested anyone. And they have the license plate of the, of the car. I mean, they just sent the, the, the leader of the Oath Keepers to jail for 16 years from January did, 6th. Did Jamie Raskin know that they had the, the license plate? Did Adam Kissinger, did he know that? Did Liz Cheney know they had the license plate? Did all these people on the January 6th committee know that the FBI had the license plate and didn't even bother to ask? There's a pipe bomber on the loose. Like, am I... Does, does not, is it, it's just certain things not a big deal anymore. We're walking into a store with a mask on at that point would have gotten you beat down with police batons, but planting a pipe bomb and then getting in a car, oh, let him go. It's too much, it's too much of a hassle to figure out who that guy is. We just got a yeah. license plate. We don't have any. That actually, actually would have killed some, someone or, some, or multiple people as opposed to just, you know, storming a building. It's led by the feds. It's a, it's absolutely amazing. I don't know how no one cares about this, but there is a pipe bomber on the loose. The good news is he's probably an FBI agent or paid by the feds or CIA something. So actually that could be a bad thing. Who knows? And there also is how many tons of ammonia and nitrate missing? Yeah. I thought you're, you're going to have a, something like the sum of all fears where there's going to be a giant explosion at a sports stadium somewhere and it's going to be blamed on Russia or terrorism again. Yep. And we're not going to look in this direction. No one's going to have the balls to look in this direction. I hope I hope that doesn't happen, but I can definitely see that something like that happening. Because it probably has happened before. You look back at Oklahoma City. I mean, for people, you think these three-line urgents are so good. Look up Ruby Ridge. Google Ruby Ridge and see what they did to that poor man and his family because he had a sawed-off yeah. shotgun. I mean, these they look for stuff. They look for stuff. All right. Well, let's wrap up here. Let's go to our disclose segment brought to you by our friends over at Solmona Imports. Um, <laughs> Germany's Olaf Schultz will speak to Putin in due course and call for a fair peace to end the conflict. Okay. Well, that's right, good. That's that good. That. good peace talk. Yeah, we'd like to hear yeah, that. That was as of uh, today. All right. So that's good. We just want to hear the word peace being thrown around. Uh, some good news. Uh, on the culture wars. Coming from our friends across the pond, Joe, British cycling bans riders who were born male from racing in elite female events. Huh. You don't say. Would you, would you look at that? Or would you look at that? <laughs> FDA approves Neuralink, Elon Musk's brain chip company, to launch its first inhuman clinical study. Yeah, that's a no for me, dog. I like you always begin, but no, that's enough for me, dog. This is uh, disturbing. Pandemic treaty. World Health Organization could enforce border closures, quarantine measures, and vaccine passports on member countries. UK ministers warn. The plan represent the plans represent a significant shift for the organization from a member-led advisory body to a health authority with powers of compulsion. 
I, I just I, – I, I don't know. Did, did someone bend the knee and pledge fealty to the WHO and all these – when did that happen? Why do we have to listen to these people? Yeah. Left-wing extremism is linked to toxic, psychopathic tendencies and narcissism, according to a new study published to the peer-reviewed journal Current Psychology. Huh. You don't say. You don't say. Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rose sentenced to 18 years for seditious conspiracy related to January 6th. But years. not the pipe bomber. We have no idea who that pipe bomber is. They know the license plate. I'll help you guys. Just yeah. give me the license. I'll help you. Russia has begun moving nuclear weapons to Belarus. That's good. According to Lukashenko. Go. Good. Good. Car hit the main gates at Downing Street in London. That's pretty interesting considering, you know, a, uh, a car rammed the White House gates last week. Yeah, probably, probably nothing at all in common, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this. Biden says U.S. government agencies will take over 100 bold and unprecedented actions to fight hate and anti-Semitism. But oh, nothing against anti-Christianity and anti-Catholicism. Thanks. All right. Uh, Google is using its virtual monopoly as a search engine to elevate liberal views, stifle conservatives, and manipulate children, according to a new report. Harvard PhD researcher says they think they're gods. Jeez. Okay. Uh, shocker. It's scary, though. Very scary that this is the world we live in. Germany, Europe's largest economy with a center-left green liberal government, officially enters a recession. They don't tell you when the recession starts. They just they look back and they say, hey, we've, we've actually, entered. We've been in a recession. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Chinese state-sponsored hackers compromise critical U.S. cyber infrastructure Microsoft warns. Microsoft found that a Chinese government group had installed malicious code that could be used for destructive attacks. Joe, this is, we should not just blow over this. This is really, really bad, I think. Uh, Dan Bongino was talking about this yesterday, talking about how uh, this ties back to Guam somehow. Yes. Um, you know, Bongino also mentioned the fact that 50 senators, de the Democrats, I don't know, re re received satellite phones. Um, what's going on? I, mean, I think John Fetterman's satellite phone was embedded in his brain. So, yeah. I don't know, that could be, but... Uh, there's, 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 there's so many. <sighs> Is China ready to make a move on Taiwan before the next presidential election? Well, you, you have what five Chinese companies that run the Panama Canal that like, like could lock, lock half the Navy from getting across the Panama Canal to Taiwan. This is, yeah. they, they've, they, they played a very sneaky game by using companies and organizations to infiltrate other countries, but yeah. it can happen at any moment. I don't know. I don't know. This is a serious thing to watch. It's, I don't know. Yep. Uh, singer Tina Turner has died at the age of 83. She was simply the best. Simply the best. Uh, moving past Ron DeSantis. Uh, this is a good one, Joe. Black Lives Matter risks going bankrupt after an $8.5 million deficit last year. Financial disclosures indicate. What happened to all that money they got, Joe? Where'd it go? 
they used it. Didn't the one lady like launder some of it and bought a bunch of mansions? And then they haven't yeah. had a major race death in a while. It's been a while. Yeah. They've tried. They tried to have a few, but they haven't worked out like yeah. George Floyd has. Uh, we mentioned this outdoor apparel brand, The North Face, has partnered with a drag queen yelling, come out, to sell LGBTQ plus apparel to kids. Twitter founder Jack Dorsey tweets image of JFK, advocates for the abolition of the CIA, NSA, and FBI. That, that's that's the CIA. Go ahead. That's rich coming from a, probably a CIA agent, or at least a former one. <laughs> that's rich. Splinter the CIA, NSA, and FBI into a thousand pieces and scatter them into the wind. Not in our lifetime, Jack. Um, nationwide raid on radical climate activist group Last Generation. German police search 15 properties, seized assets, accounts, and the group's website. Okay. Uh, German economics minister Habeck, Green Party, now wants to screen the heat and electricity consumption of all citizens over the last three years, according to a decarbonization draft law. We told you this would happen. This would happen in Germany. Yep. Microsoft launches new AI to detect harmful content for safer online communities and environments. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that's what that's what it's for. Nothing bad could come, could come out of that. Um, Qatar's energy minister. Worst is yet to come for Europe's oil and gas shortages. Only warm winter prevented greater difficulty. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Kamala Harris. Without semiconductors, your smartphone would not be a smartphone. It would be a paperweight that occupies a big space in your pocket. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Uh, steep drops in sales of Bud Light beer continue to worsen for the sixth consecutive week, plunging by nearly 25%. Good. Good. Go woke, go broke. This is how you have an effect on woke corporations. Just don't buy their, don't buy their stuff. Don't shop at the store. Uh, FDA post video about spread of misinformation using the internet is going down later this week as an example. So, Anyways, uh, we will stop there. Uh, that's enough of our uh, headlines from across the world on our disclosed segment. So, uh, Joe, I'll let you take it home. But before we do that, thank you all for listening. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Find a traditional lap mass out there. Be a force multiplier. And please, please share this out with one of your liberal democratic friends. Joe, take us home. All right, we'd like to thank our special guest star, Mark's daughter. I don't know if I can say her name out loud on this, if you <laughs> like that or not. So, um, But on this day in history, 1896, the Dow Jones Index begins with an average of 12 industrial stocks. It closed at $40 or 40.94. I believe it's at 30-some thousand now or close to it, regardless It'll, it'll probably be a lot closer to 40 than it will 40,000 in the next couple of months here. So that's all I got. Mark, if you got nothing else. Thank you for listening. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure. This has been Thinking Logically. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da-da.